If you like the show, share it with a friend. You can find us at facebook.com slash slipangleshow, and you can visit our new home on the web at www.tracktuned.com backslash slipangle. You can also leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. Showing up. Awesome. Yeah, me too. All right. All right. Let's get the show on the road. Yeah. Well, it's not a show until you do your thing. That's true. You ready? <laughs> Always. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody, to Slip Angle Show. Ooh, I'm Austin enthusiasm. Cabot. <laughs> I know, I'm man. Adam. So much enthusiasm. I'm Adam Jubay. I, I just love the welcome, everybody. I wait for it every time. <laughs> See, I, I try and say it the same each time so that you have to listen a little bit further so that you can figure out what episode it is. Yeah, well, that, that one had a little bit extra enthusiasm. You must be it nice did, and rested from well, the holiday, man. I mean, we just haven't we haven't recorded anything since before the holidays, so... Yeah, what, what was the last one we did together? Was that the Autosport Labs one? Uh, I think so, because after that, we, what, we ran our first show ever? Oh, yeah, that was on Christmas Day, that's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and then we ran the Ross Bentley parts one and two, so it's been it's been a little while. I listened back to that. For, I texted you about it, but I listened back to that first show, and <laughs> I don't even remember doing that. <laughs> so, it uh, I, I was actually sort of entertained by it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just one of those uh, you know northern things. You just drink too much to remember anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that tonight. <laughs> I probably should. It'd probably be a it'd probably be a better show. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that this is episode forty eight? No, I I, uh, I that's that's a lot of shows. The two-a-week yeah. thing is going to make it add up quick. We're going to be on episode 200 before we know it. But hey, at least we're not doing like three a week yet. Yet. if <laughs> I think this summer we're going to have a lot for... We've been talking about doing a Sunday thing. Um, I think this summer with a lot of events and stuff, we're going to have a lot of uh, messy shows that we need to put somewhere. We'll just stick them up on Sundays. <laughs> or we'll just have like a, yeah, like a B-roll Sunday. Yeah, yeah. A garbage Sunday, we can call it. There garbage you go, shows from Grid Life. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we got a bunch of Grid Life events, and I think we're going to crank out a lot of shows at those things. So, yeah, I'm um, looking forward to it, man. It's 2016 now. Yeah, I, I, I've I've already written 2015. You know, on everything that I've had to write dates for, every purchase order at work, and I'm screwing things up left and right. And well, see, whenever I send emails, it automatically sets the date. So since I don't have a job, the only thing I do now is send emails. <laughs> lots of emails. Over yeah, and over. So lots of emails. I think today I sent probably 20 emails. Yeah, busy. Uh, I think I probably sent about 10 of them related to the show. But uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up, so it should be a fun year. But yeah, you know, I, I thought by not having a job that I wouldn't have to do a lot of work, but I'm busier than I've ever been <laughs> whenever I had a corporate job. It's ridiculous. And I'm not yeah, making you, any money. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs> it's all right. We'll get there. Yeah, eventually, eventually. The so far, uh, it's at least it's been fun. It's more fun than a job. Yeah. Um, it uh, it it's a lot of work though. This, <laughs> if anybody wants to help, that'd be great. A little work? No, man. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's it's a little bit there. It's not it doesn't just happen, but. So we do um, we do have a few people that'll be helping out. Uh, you know, we got a guy up in Canada that's going to be doing our newsletter for us that we're starting soon. Um, which I kind of slipped that in quietly on the website, and we've already had like 45, 50 people sign up for it. So well, that's cool. People yeah. actually people actually go to that website too, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. So and then uh, Derek, intern Derek. Yeah, intern Derek. Um, where's he at in Texas? Yeah, he's in Houston. Okay, I thought he was in. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. In he's gonna he's gonna start putting the podcast together for us. So at that point, dude, we can just do like we can do one a day and just load them up. Yeah, we need to get uh, interns closer to us so they can actually uh, help us on on the on day to day podcast things. We need somebody to fan us, and we need somebody to feed us grapes as we sit back in our nice chairs and and do podcasts like real pros. Or, or in your case right now, like somebody to wrap you up in a nice warm blanket and it's shovel the here, snow man. for you. I think it's like it, tonight's getting down to like 12 or something. But Oh, geez. Um, it, un- until Christmas, it was like 50 degrees. So we had a really nice December, which was cool. 
But you no, know, uh, we actually we had to turn the heat on for the first time here. It dropped in like below forty five, and we had to turn the heat on. Poor baby, it's too. I bad. know. I'm freezing, man. Today, uh, today, my fingertips, and it wasn't even that cold. It was like in the twenties and kind of breezy. But I was working on the north side of a house, and my fingertips just every year they get worse. But we need to make this thing work so I can stop working outside in the winter. <laughs> I'm just so <laughs> sick of it. <laughs> Well, hey, yeah. it uh, it sounds like I'll get to enjoy some of that cold when I come up there for a couple weeks uh, in February. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why you're coming. It's so stupid. I'd stay in Florida. Dude, stay I, in had, I had the choice. <laughs> I had the choice to go to L.A. at the end of January yeah. or come up there at the beginning of February. And you're like, oh, how about you just come up here instead? I think we can get a lot more stuff done here than we can if we both go to L.A. for a couple of days. Um, I mean, I could I could do both, but with the Porsche thing, I kind of need to be here for training and, yeah. and stuff. So I can't, how's, how's, uh, I can't be gone all the time can you talk about that porsche gig how's that going oh it's going great man so i've done two days of training um last time i was there i was driving a carrera 4s okay so the all-wheel drive version which was actually kind of frustrating the car was too good <laughs> like uh, all the nannies and the help and the helpers yeah and- like like there's a, a low friction handling circuit which is essentially like a small kind of go-kart track size thing yeah um with like epoxied concrete okay and the car is just too good. So you try and break it loose and it just doesn't want to do it that much. Um, <laughs> same thing. It was really frustrating on the, on the, like the low friction circle, like a pretty much a skid pad. Yeah. It was really, really annoying. Like the car was just too good. The, so uh, originally like driving the, the regular Carrera, I could give it some throttle and just kind of kick the rear end out and then control it going around in circles. Yeah. Yeah. But this thing, like if you, if you kicked it out, if you didn't give it enough gas, it would just start understeering. And mm-hmm. if you kicked it out too much and got real aggressive with it, it would just loop around on you. Mm-hmm. So I figured out the best thing to do was just to kind of increase speed and then it would slowly, slowly break out by itself. Yeah. But the, 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 the skid pad there, it has like a low spot where the water pools and yeah, then it kind of has a high that, spot yeah. where, yeah, where it kind of like it dries out a little bit. So you have to work on your throttle modulation a lot. Are all the cars there? Are they all at the Experience Center? Are they all brand new Porsches, or they have older stuff too? Yeah, they're all they're all brand new. They're actually going to be swapping out um, the fleet of 911s to the new 911. So okay. right now we have 991 991.1s, and they'll be going to 991.2s um, okay. soon because everything kind of got redesigned this year, or not yeah. redesigned but updated. The uh, uh, I've never ridden in a 911. At least I don't think I have until yesterday. Uh huh. Um, and my buddy Dave, uh, he he drove a rental car to Cincinnati, and he bought a nine nine six turbo. Oh, nice! Oh, <laughs> it's so awesome. That's like what that's like what Christian Ship was talking about buying. Yeah, it's uh, Dave. Dave, uh, I think Dave might have bought that because we were talking about it on the podcast. Oh, really? Um, and yeah, he, it's immediately after that. He, I think he, that's when he started texting me about it, and I probably got two hundred messages from him about. About, Slip angle uh, show, know. upsetting wives <laughs> all over the place. Well, and the weird thing is, um, Dave's wife uh, was really into it. Like she saw a picture of one, and she was like, "Ooh, that's pretty." And and they're kind of like, like you're buying like a supercar, and it's the cost of like paying cash for a new Camry, like a Camry. Yeah, it's unbelievable cheap. Um, so yeah, he, he figured it's a better place to park mo- uh, retirement money than retirement, you know, or savings money than savings account. Um, yeah. they're bottom dollar right now. I can't imagine they're any, they get any cheaper, but no. Uh, and that's, we took, I mean, I think that's what a lot of people are realizing too, is yeah, that certain yeah. cars are, it's a safer, safer bet than the stock market or anything right now. And it's a lot more fun than just looking at a bank account, you know? You know, but I did, I did see there was an, like a 1991 E30 M3 that was up for sale recently, low okay. miles on it, but they wanted like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the thing yeah one so like a really nice one sold i think at gooding or something last year out out in monterey you know one of those auction places and and i think it went for like 95 and now people think <sighs> that they're the next 911 so i don't know um, man i feel like that bubble is gonna pop soon that bubble probably will i don't think the 911 one will because there's you don't think so just, well it, i bet you it'll level out i don't think it'll pop you know like i i was down bubble. in florida for a week with my parents and we didn't even i didn't even touch my dad's 911 what year does he have He's got an 84 and he's had it since like 1992. Okay. 
Cool. It used to actually belong to a football player named Dan Deerdorf that ended up like, I think he was like a announcer for the NFL for a little while. I've heard that name before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's probably, probably from me. Well, I, <laughs> I've pro- I think I've heard it on sports radio before. Okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. So it belonged, radio, it belonged to him. Um, okay. You know, it was funny. A couple, I think the summer when I was down there, I was driving it and uh, I just asked my dad if I could like kind of like get on it a little bit and shift it a little hard from like second to third and then I couldn't go to fourth anymore and then I couldn't go back to second. I was like, what the heck, man? Oh, I just no. broke my dad's car <laughs> and just it, some of the shifter bushings like disintegrated. Yeah, I, I've heard that so, they're that the, on the older ones like that. I've heard that the bushings are a big deal. They Yeah, totally but I mean, you think about it, the car, it's an 84. So the car is what, 32 years old now? Yeah, it's as old, it's almost as old as me. Yeah. The so, uh, and that's pretty old for a German car too, you know. Yeah. And for, or for any car. I have an you 84 know, we CRX. Haven't, we haven't had a single issue out of it though. I mean, as far as plastics and rubber and stuff. Yeah. But even then like mechanically it's got 52,000 miles on it and haven't had a lick of trouble out of it. What color is it? It's gold. Gold with brown some, interior. So it looks kind of like wool that thing. <laughs> I've got some I, somewhere, but yeah, I, I I love I love that body style. I really really like the '70s stuff, but obviously yeah. everybody else does too, and they're worth a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, but my dad the, finally got like a retrofit AC kit put in it because you know they live in Florida, yeah, uh, where it gets pretty hot. So he's stoked about that. You know, having having good AC and being able to cruise around in it. What did he get? Like a vintage air setup or something? Oh, uh, it's like a Mister Cool setup or something. Some place in like Austin, Texas, that does okay. them. Yeah. So, because yeah, before it had, it, had, it had AC, but it was R R twelve instead of R one thirty four. I I heard it was barely AC when it was like brand new. Like it was like yeah, okay, it might be ten degrees cooler than the than the ambient temperature. Yeah, but yeah. So and the, then the the other car that uh, that he's got, we restored a seventy two two forty Z when I was in high school. Oh, cool. And it has it has like a dealer installed slash factory option AC in it. Yeah. Um, but it it's still on R12, and instead of like converting everything, I'm just gonna try and find some R12. Uh, yeah. It's you still around still out it. there. Yeah, it's yeah. still around out there. My I think my brother has uh, two two five gallon things of it. Oh really? Uh, yeah, he's. I'm pretty sure it's R12. When did Man. they did they go from R12 to R134A? Yep. Yeah, yeah. We've got the older stuff. So. Okay. If you drive yeah, it up to Chicago, uh, maybe you're in luck. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find some time to be able to take some road trips with them in in one of the cars. It, the you said it's a '72. Yep. Is it like all stock then, or what? Yeah, it's all stock. We put some uh, some like Koenig, like Wantanabe, like uh, replicas on it. Oh, cool! Yeah, like Panasonic. But it's still stock thing. height, so I feel like it still needs like a little bit of a drop. And yeah, um, the '72 was that an L24? Yep. Yeah. L24, but it doesn't have the uh, the E31 head. It has the E88 head. Yeah. So the E31 head is like the the one that everybody wanted. Yeah. Um, What's the difference with that? Is that a cross flow versus single side flow? No, I think just- it's just I think it's just like bigger ports. I think it's the okay. same basic design. Um, yeah. It's just like bigger and better ports on the E31. Okay. Yeah, I I briefly owned one of those, but it had a V8 in it. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, and now my brother-in-law owns it, and it's. It's never been done, but, but it has never ran. But uh, it's got a Fox body motor in it, and I drove to St. Louis to pick it up because it was such a, it was still like such a blazing deal. Oh yeah, um, it had like three thousand dollars in just suspension stuff done to it. And I think I got it for two thousand bucks flat. A few oh years man! Ago. So I mean, it was, I'm trying to get my dad to, uh, to like redo all the bushings on it, and you know, redo. They're the, going up in like, value. That's a good like. It's a good little car to have. They're cheap, but like they're not going down in value. So yeah, and you know, I don't know if you remember, like back probably in the late '90s, uh, like Nissan actually bought a bunch of them back. Really? And restored them like internally at Nissan. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. And resold story, yeah. them as brand new cars with warranties and everything. I think. Yeah, I heard about that. So yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember being like really young, and me and my dad. You know, we lived in Houston, and he took me to a Cowboys game up in Dallas. Yeah. And one of the dealerships up there had like a lime, like that lime yellow kind of banana yellow color. Yeah. Um, one in the showroom. They were closed, but like we just like went up and just like looked at it. This was way before we ever got one to restore. Yeah. But my dad actually had one in college. Okay. They're, so, they were and actually, really he, he taught my mom how to drive stick shift on it. Yeah. What, so, uh, what kind of restoration did you guys do on it? 
We just did a basic, I mean, we got one that had 42,000 miles on it. <laughs> so it was nice. pretty, yeah. So it's got like 43 or 44 on it now. Yeah. Uh, but we did a full like body restoration on it. Okay. Um, and left all the mechanicals as the way that they were. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even think we changed the fluids and I still don't think they've been changed. So that's oh, like another geez. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you should so, probably do that. Yeah. Um, they are, they're robust little motors and trannies though. I mean. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, it's... What, uh, uh, how do we get on this? T- oh yeah. We, I, I wanted to ask you about like how you got into this. Is that kind of how you got, uh, the car bug was playing with. Yeah. So stuff like I've, I've always, with? I've always kind of been around cars and my dad's always been into cars, but not so much the driving aspect of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, he like enjoys cruising and stuff, but never like track days or anything. Yeah. So like, uh, when I grew up, uh, I was born in Germany uh, as a military brat and my dad had like Porsches and BMW 2002s and stuff like that when he, he was in Europe. How uh, long was he, he over there? Uh, we were over there for, I think, like three years. Okay. Um, but he he grew up, he was a military brat too. I think he spent like six or eight or nine years growing up over there. Yeah. So spoke spoke fluent German and stuff. But anyways, you know, military brat, he bought a 911 SC, like a 77 or a 78 yeah. Uh, over there and like restored it and brought it back to the States and kept working on it. Uh, at the military bases, you used to be able to, uh, you know, they had hobby shops where you could go and work on your stuff. Okay. So that's what he did. My mom used to take me over there. Apparently my dad likes to say that my first word was Porsche, um, <laughs> which I pronounce it Porsche now after reading a, a book, um, called okay. the Glo- the gold plated Porsche, but okay. Yeah. So grew up kind of around that, uh, for fun, me and my dad used to like go and, you know, look at cars at car dealerships and stuff just yeah. on the weekends. And, you know, yeah, I remember doing that look, with my dad too. I, yeah. I just think those are the greatest Saturdays. Yeah. Like he, he taught me essentially without even teaching me like, Hey, like I'm looking for this, or have you thought about looking for these cars? And then we'd pull up like the classifieds that yeah. auto trader, like, you know, and then you could tell, like, when you've been flipping through Auto Trader too much, your hands get covered in like black ink. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, so print the black yeah. ink fingertips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just grew up doing stuff like that, and yeah. you know, slowly, um, you know, did a bunch of different stuff. My uncle actually used to race SCCA. Oh yeah. Um, and then did like circle track stuff and raced, you know, dirt dirt carts and stuff like that. Cool. Cool. So yeah, you know so kind of grew he up. Used to run an SCCA. Um, I don't, but he was in like a Volvo 142. Okay. It was probably one of the earlier pride classes. Or so something. yeah, I think they flipped it at road America or something. Yeah, yeah that'll happen. <laughs> but, and then one of the guys, um, that he used to race with, I think was still runs, uh, his name's Tim Pitts out of the Knoxville, Tennessee area or Maryville, Tennessee area. Okay. Um, I think he, I want to say he runs like B production or something in a Volkswagen GTI, like a rabbit. That would probably be H production. So was it H production? Yeah. Right now, I think the only production classes are H prod and F prod. And okay. I think that's yeah, it, it must it must have been H production then uh, because yep. I it was funny in college I was like flipping through TV and like at night like a race came on. Yeah. And I think it was on Speed Channel or something, and it was the runoffs. Yeah, and yeah. And they were like, oh, and here comes Tim Pitts. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> and at the time, I'd been drinking a little bit, so I wasn't real yeah. sure if I was just, like, really drunk and, like, hallucinating <laughs> or if it was actually him. Um, I know that guy. But then, but then, yeah, but then it happened to runoffs again this year when I was, you know, down at Daytona. Okay. So when I showed up, they were running one of the races, and I think Tim actually had to retire due to a mechanical issue. But Oh, okay. Yeah, so the name sounds been kind I've of, heard that name. Yeah. So always, always been kind of around it. Um, you know, used to, I grew up South of Atlanta in a town called Peachtree city and I know how fitting for Georgia, right? (laughs) Yeah. And we actually, we drove golf carts around, um, as like second vehicles and third vehicles. Like my, my high school is probably the only high school in the country that has a, a golf cart parking lot. Really? Yeah. So, cause at 15, you could drive the golf cart around the city by yourself as long as you had a learner's permit. And there's Just like, in- like 80 or a hundred miles of golf cart trails that kind of snake all throughout the city. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think so, I might've heard of this city in like an article sometime or a while so, back. Yeah. I think I've so read about uh, that city. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it's been on Buzzfeed and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that sounds so familiar. Maybe you, maybe yeah. you were telling me, but I, th- I swear I've read, read an article about that. So, and I found out very quickly that, um, 
golf carts were pretty fun back in the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got mine stuck a couple times. One time I got so stuck, I had to call my mom and get her to bring my Jeep out. Um, <laughs> and it was raining and she like tore up the yard at the house because yeah. um, she couldn't drive stick that great. None too so, pleased. Yeah, she was, yeah that sure. was my first Jeep. Yeah. So, yeah, my first it, three cars were all Jeeps. Uh, when did you get your first car? Uh, I got my first car at 14, actually. Okay. Uh, my godfather was in the military and was moving to Germany. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was actually an 88 uh, Jeep Wrangler Sahara that he oh, actually cool. bought when I was a couple weeks before I was born in Germany. Okay. Uh, my dad remembers going like to the train station with him. Like They had to take a train to the port to pick it up. And yeah. drove it back. Yeah, I was actually brought home in a CJ7. Okay. Um, yeah, from from the hospital. So lots of Jeep background in, in my yeah. family. I've never had one of those, but I always wanted one. I was a bunch of fun, man. I flipped and cartwheeled my first one. Um, yeah, yeah, got life flighted into Atlanta. Yeah. You said something about that on the show uh, early on, yeah. Yeah. So, and then got another one. Um, uh-huh. And then wheeled that one and then ran it into a tree. All right. So, so far, dad wasn't so too far, pleased so about that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, my first car, you know, I, I bought for a thousand dollars from my godfather. Okay. So, and then I wasn't, you know, I wasn't too sure if my dad was going to be like approving of me taking high school auto shop. Um, so I didn't like sign up for it or anything. And then I showed him my form on what I had signed up for. Yeah. And he was like, well, there's auto shop here. Why don't you take that? So, you know, I was like, okay, well, fine. And yeah. ended up, you know, I took three years of high school auto shop before they canceled the program. Oh, um, Sneak in yeah, there. So they, they canceled, yeah, they canceled the program. Um, you know, it's what my senior year. So I didn't take auto my senior year. Yeah. Um, but you know, I learned a lot, a lot, a lot, uh, just yeah, taking high yeah. school auto shop. I think that's such a shame there. That's, there's so many kids that can't even turn a wrench anymore because, you know, well, a lot of new cars are tougher to do it on, but. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, for me, like, I think my whole career after college really started in high school auto shop. So just yeah. because you're taking trade school doesn't mean that, like, you know, you're not going to go get a college degree. Yep. I mean, look yep. at my, like, being able to talk to technicians in a sales job working for a tire company. Yeah. You know, yeah, you gotta, and just being comfortable a in a bit, shop yeah. setting. Yeah. Yep. The, uh, so many people that I, you know, that I interact with day to day, like, you know, they're, they're professionals and they do, they have college degrees and they've always done, you know, blue collar jo- or white collar jobs. And they're just like mystified that people can still do things with their hands. So many people can't, but yeah. 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 So um, what about you? Like where, where did everything car wise start for you? I, you know, for I me, my, my, my dad didn't have any cool cars really, but yeah. Yeah, the probably yeah, he did before I was born. He had a AMC Javelin, a '68. You ruined that, everything, Adam. Uh, I did. I wrecked it all. <laughs> he, had, he had a motorcycle when I was born. Or when I was born, uh, he he had that until I was probably five. He still got his original Honda 175 that he bought on his 15th birthday. Oh, nice! Um, and he he bought it brand new. Uh, he's the only owner of it. It's really nice. So is but that like had, his version couple, of his red EF? Uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the car that I've got. I bought on my nineteenth birthday. Um, but yeah, he uh, he had an AMC Javelin that he bought from a guy, and the guy had done a bunch of work to it. It had a, it had a I think it had a two ninety small block, but it was like thirteen fourteen to one compression. Did wheelies. Um, he couldn't get the hook up, and I th- but I think he ran like a eleven five, and so my goal in a quarter mile, and uh, when he was in high school with it, uh, which was really fast back then. Um, yeah, it's still really fast. I mean, that's still like, yeah, that's still pretty quick. Yeah, like a Hellcat runs that with like a regular driver, pretty much. Yeah, but this is in the late seventies when he when he had it, but. He said it leaked a lot, and he had to put a new starter in it like every month because it would burn up starters because the high compression and stuff. But um, yeah, he told me a lot of stories about that, and then uh, so it was always my goal to build a car that went faster than Dad's. Um, and eventually, I got my Civic to run an eleven. Sounds like sounds like Dom, man. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> it sounds like Dom from the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I he I still remember like for a couple of years we did a lot of drag racing in in, uh, in college and uh, and after and. I still remember uh, the night that I, I beat my dad's time because I ran 11.7 and then I struggled to get traction for like a couple months. I would only go like once a month. 
But uh, the night that I beat my dad's quarter mile time was, uh, I, I called him up and he was like, man, that's awesome. I still remember, I still remember thinking, uh, wow, I thought he'd be mad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, because he always said, oh, your stupid front wheel drive cars will never be faster than mine. But um, yeah, just joking around. But yeah, when I was, uh, I was probably 14, maybe 15, he bought one of those Impala SSs. He bought a 96. Oh, nice. Um, that had the the floor, you know, the column, the floor shift instead of the column shift or the console shifter, you know. So it was the cooler yeah. interior. But I remember thinking was that it, was it f- was it black? Uh, it, this this was the maroon color, that purple color. Oh wow, it's a little more a little more rare. Yeah, he had that one for he bought it in '97 and he sold it in 2007 with 6,000 miles on it. So, that's it. Yeah, yeah, he didn't drive it too much, but oh my god, that's um, like that's like a month of driving for me. It was it was it was just kind of the you know he took it to church and he drove it around. Yeah, and they went to go get dinner at it. And he let, that was the first car that I took down the drag strip because when I was I think I was 17. Um, my buddy, this is kind of how I got into the modifying cars was my buddy, uh, my buddy's dad had a dealership in town that, uh, they built a lot of, you know, it was a used car dealership, but they built a lot of cars. Um, he had cars in popular hot rodding and in hot rod and it was silver auto sales in, uh, in town here. They built a bunch of magazine cars and he always had, you know, kind of drag ish cars back when the pro street stuff was big, you know, like giant, giant Mickey Thompson's in the rear and like, you know. The full and still at full interiors and stuff, but uh, him and his dad, my buddy Dave, him and his dad were going to, or him and his brother were going to the drag strip, and they would just grab you know fun cars from the drag from the dealership and take them down to the drag strip, you know. And so my dad said, oh, "You should take the Impala," and I was like shocked because that was his baby, <laughs> you know. So he let me take it at 17 down to the drag strip, and I'm you know do, standing on the brake and doing brake torques. <laughs> it, it ran, I think it ran 15.3. Over and over, like it couldn't go any faster, and it wouldn't go any slower unless you didn't floor <laughs> it. But um, that was my first motorsports. Realistically, was seventeen, and then a couple of years later, okay. I, did, I, I went to some track day stuff uh, with the Michigan Volkswagen, the Mive group. Yeah, Mive. Yeah, I ran one of their events yeah. up at Groton. We uh, we slowly transitioned, and I, I kind of built my red hatchback to try to do everything with, and it did it did like everything poorly because um, it broke all the time. But uh, <laughs> yeah. And right now, I'm it still at, does. Yeah, I'm in the garage right now, and it's broken. I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. But I did swap the trans in that thing the other day. So. Nice. Uh, so it's on the way back to it's on the mend. But um, are we yeah, gonna take the, that thing out ice racing? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it'd work very well. No, I don't think it, it doesn't work very well for anything really. But um, <laughs> yeah, the uh, I'll, I'll do a quick little feature on this thing once it's fixed up, so people know what we're talking about. Um, yeah, that, the, that first night drag racing was, uh, that, that's kind of what got me going down this path and always hearing about my dad's, you know, hearing about his javelin and my mom had a Camaro that she played with a little bit. She had a Cougar that she repainted and, uh, put straight pipes on and flip the, uh, Dang. It, was, I, it was always like, I guess it was always the big thing to, with those, you know, with the old carburetor, uh, air cleaners to flip the, uh, the top cover over and it would like vibrate. Uh, and so she said that she would always just like make, make more noise. I, I, I'm guessing it would just kind of like, you know, vibrate like, uh, you know, cause it would be loose on top or something, but like uh, a fake shaker hood. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. M- mom would always tell me stories about, you know, she, her, her, her dad was always kind of a tinkerer too, but, uh, yeah. So they always had s- stories of cars, but we always had, you know, Chevy vans and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, I always thought anything with a V8 was cool, and now I play with stupid Hondas. But <laughs> nobody knows why. That's kind of that's kind of the way that I used to be. And then, like, you know, I think I forget what it was, but like the summer, maybe the spring before the Fast and the Furious came out, yeah. I went to the we moved to Atlanta, yeah, and I didn't have any friends, so I started spending a lot of time like reading magazines, yeah, and I got my first copy of like a sport compact magazine. It was uh, it was Super Street. And there were two, like, June um, oh, yeah, Civics the on e- the front. The, the EKSIs, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that issue. <laughs> yeah. So I, that was my first Sport Compact magazine ever. I I think, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think that was, because my buddy Dave, the guy I talked about who took me to the drag strip the first time, um, he started getting into, he's the one who got me into the front-wheel drive Honda crap. Um, okay. Because he sold me some Hondas through his dad's dealership, you know. 
Yeah. Um, back when you still would buy an EF from a dealership, you know, <laughs> 15 <laughs> years ago. It was only like 2000 bucks then. Yeah, it, a, new, a new EF, right? But no, or not new, pre- sorry, it a was used car. New. Used yep. car, but they'd still sell them on the lot. <laughs> yeah, this thing was on, my first EF was actually on the lot. But uh, Dave, Dave had that issue, and I think that was the first issue of, because he had a 99 SI in like 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, cause his dad had bought one used and he, we put a Jackson blower on it and, uh, a Nex, I think it was, no, uh, Zex, the purple bottle. Yeah. Um, we put a Zex nitrous kit on it. We promptly exploded the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we, and, and then we fixed it by putting a JDM B16 into it. That was one of my first Honda engine swaps. Oh, nice. But, uh, yeah, yeah I so remember we- reading that issue that you were talking about. That was like yeah. the first one I ever picked up too. Yeah, well, see, that's we were we were linked from the start. Yeah, I guess. Except I, I think I was like twelve. <laughs> yeah, I, I was probably that would have made me like. Uh, what year were you born? Eighty-eight. Yeah, that would have made me. I was about eighteen, nineteen then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I, I had that, I, and I then my next one, one I found I found sport compact car. Like you know, the next trip uh, yep. to the yep. you know to to Kroger, sport compact car was there. Yeah. And that one had like a red Supra on the front and then had like a twin turbo uh, RX-7 in it and a bunch of other stuff. And immediately, because I was like 12 and kind of like self-conscious about what I would read around my parents, uh, I noticed quickly that there was a lack of like scantily clad models. So I was like, oh, a sport compact car. I can read that around mom and dad. No big deal. That was the same reason I read that magazine at my house. Because <laughs> <laughs> my mom was, you know, my mom's pretty conservative. And, yeah. and if there was a, if there was a, a, a woman of the night looking lady on the cover bent over, you know, ass crack showing, uh, that it was, was like, a problem. Yeah. It was like <laughs> my version of like doing that thing when like you're watching a movie with your parents and then there's like a sex scene that comes on and you just and pretend they, like you're not watching. Yeah. Or mom like covers <laughs> your eyes. Yeah. She throws popcorn at you. Yeah. So it's yeah, pretty, I did the same. pretty That funny. was the reason I started reading Sport Comfort Car too. <laughs> yeah. So there you go, man. And, and then and Dave Coleman's articles were awesome too. Yeah. But. Yeah. You know, Brian Gillespie actually um, sent an email and copied, you know, to Dave Coleman and copied me on him. So hopefully we'll be able to have Dave on soon. I think uh, the Jacksons know them too. Um, yeah. Know, know yeah. the old Sport Compact Car guys and they, you know, they still maintain contact with them like Dave Coleman and Josh Jill. I wonder what kind of like legal issues I would run into if I wanted to scan some of the old like Sport Compact Car articles that were very formative for me and we posted them up on the website. Uh, I mean, we're not making any money. <laughs> you, it could just be images of them. Yeah, well, that's all it would be. It'd be just just be a scan. They're probably out, they're probably out there somewhere else too. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe I maybe we'll do that. I know I've never gotten rid of a car magazine. Okay. They're all out in my storage unit. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to go get those and kind of dig through them. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> I was so, kind of like there's a lot of really good stuff, man. Yeah. I, the. Uh, I some of the some of my favorite articles ever were Dave Coleman's random ramblings, you know, his tech articles and stuff. But my favorite ones, uh, I think he he wrote something or responded to somebody that wanted to mod their car to start doing track days. Yeah, and he responded to them just like, don't you know, do parts, just invest in seat time. Yep. And then my favorite one ever, which might be why I love wagons so much now. Uh, you know, we did have a turbo Volvo wagon when I was growing up. Oh, a brick. But. Yeah, or not brick. Yeah. It was a, a 740 turbo. Okay. Yeah, well, they look like bricks, too. Yeah, So, but it's nah. front-wheel drive, not rear-wheel drive. Yeah, yeah. So, lame. But anyway, yeah, the there, was, there was an the article. good power, though. Yeah. So, there, there was an article where I think his, like, Dave Coleman's dad had bought a Subaru Forester XT. Okay. And yeah, essentially, yeah, essentially he was saying how it was like an awesome car because all the STI stuff bolted like right onto it. Yeah. And you could <laughs> yeah. essentially have an STI without having an STI. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember that article. So yeah, I think it was silver that the picture of it was him like power sliding at like four wheels at like dry lake bed or something. Yeah. They, man, that, are, that, are, that magazine was so great. Yeah. It, it and was then all the, all the day. rally stories with the 510. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it just, uh, such a such a good magazine. Yeah, th- those guys. A lot of those guys are still writing great stuff on Moto IQ and other places too. Yeah, Mike, Mike Kojima, yeah. And-, and they're doing they're doing a lot of the tech side of things, but you know, like the lifestyle side of things, they're not doing as much. That's yeah. that's what Tracktuned is here for. Yeah, that's right. We can pick up where they left off. Or yeah. Something. So I don't know. <laughs> it's big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill, man. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna take a while. But I mean, um, I guess we could start having scantily clad models if we need them. Totally, guys, <laughs> probably. But yeah, like Chris, <laughs> Chris Sullivan, and and a speedo. Oh man, that'd be a hot look. I bet you he <laughs> can hook that. Do, he can get us some selfies. We should have done a calendar, a track tune calendar this yeah, year with like <laughs> of a bunch of idiots and helmets and not much else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, we could probably move a few of those units, but only as a goof. Wait, units is in. You know what I mean, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah the calendar article, the calendar aspect is uh, that's a merchandising avenue that we haven't uh, really talked about, but maybe we should do yeah, that. Well, no one does calendars anymore. I think it needs to be a calendar app. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, and you get automatically texted a picture, just like cat facts every day. <laughs> the the only calendars I get are ones that my wife made on. Uh, uh, whatever uh, photo bucket or something of our kid. <laughs> That's the only calendar <laughs> I see anymore. And, and then whatever grassroots motorsports sends me. But yeah, yeah, yeah the, the free the package the packaged in one every year. Yeah, every uh, every December you get something. But you know, I used to go. I remember going to. Uh, we had a, a books a million uh, oh, where yeah. I grew up. It's still there, but. You know, like you could look at the bottom of the magazine and it would say display until whatever date. And you would know that if you went there on that date, most likely the new one would be out. If not, yeah. they had it in the back and you could ask for it. Yeah. So because that was back before, like the Internet was really kind of big. Yeah. I, I spent a lot of time in high school and college going. We had a Barnes and Noble and then we had. Yeah. In college, there was another. It was it was just basically the same thing at Barnes and Noble, but it was something else. Um, yeah, up in I mean, pretty much. I, I remember like you know the internet wasn't fast enough to really stream videos. So if you wanted to look at car stuff, you could go to like eBay Motors, oh, yeah. and like search for stuff, or you could go to Car Domain. Yeah, I remember Car Domain. <laughs> Good old Car Domain, man. <laughs> yeah, and or Street Fire, Street Fire yeah. net. Yeah, but uh, didn't they? Was, I can't remember back then. They were still doing videos and stuff, weren't they? Yeah, it, I could only stream it at the public or at the library at college because they had yeah, fast. Yeah, I was gonna say I could only stream it at school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of Street Fighter videos at school. Yeah, uh, so there which was all another of them are one. Probably still hosted. Uh, they, I think Street Fighter is still up there. Yeah, uh, didn't Street Fighter come up on the? The Oscar Jackson Jr. and Oscar Sr. Uh, art, uh, interview. Oh, I, think, I can't remember. I think Jr. started talking about Street. Somebody <laughs> has. It's been brought up on our dumb show before, but I f- I'm embarrassed, like, thinking that I used to spend, like, 10 minutes waiting for a, a two-minute or one-minute video to upload of some random eclipse doing, like, a 14-second quarter mile. <laughs> but, but I used to do that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you know, rather than study for my uh, you know whatever exam I had the next day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember like what else. There was uh there was I did get into drifting for a while. Really? Yeah, I went to my first uh drift event. My my uncle um that raced kind of yeah. like introduced me to it cuz I guess he'd seen it in some some magazine somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um or no. It's actually I think it's because they went to Japan. Because okay. his, his ex-wife, my aunt, still um, is half Japanese. Okay, yeah. So I think they had all gone to Japan or something, and he heard about drifting. This was like 2001, maybe. Okay. And so like we used to have a, a family reunion like every summer. And this was the uncle that raced SCCA, so he'd bring like sport, sports car magazine, uh, you know, the SCCA magazine and stuff, um, and kind of give me a bunch of back issues and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, I think one of them had drifting in it, and he was like, oh, yeah, we used to do that, but we didn't call it drifting. It was just like doing donuts and parking lots and stuff back in the day. Yeah. So we actually went to, I went to Charlotte Motor Speedway to a NASA event that had a U.S. Drift Nationals drifting event in like 2001 or 2002 maybe. That was a long time before anybody else here was talking about it. Yeah, there was a guy, I feel like his name was Ben something from Florida, but my dad worked for Castrol at the time. Okay. And, you know, he told Castrol, he was like, you know, drifting I think is going to be the next big thing. Like, I think we need yeah. to sponsor some of these guys. Yeah, like at the grassroots level either. because, yeah. So... 
Um, I forget what the guy's name was, but he had a, what was it? An S, it was an S13. Yeah, that's like the uh, with a Sylvia with a Sylvia front end and an yeah. SR swap. So he was from Florida. I think they used like a tow dolly to bring it up there. Yeah. But I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So like came back home, started researching like 240s. I really wanted there was a I think it's like Signal Auto or something in Japan yeah. yep. that had like the dark blue cars. Yep. Yep. They had the uh, what was it? They called it the Sil 80. So it was the 180SX. Uh, like yeah. S13 chassis with an S15 front end. Yeah, the 180SX was the... On like some like, Volk GTUs or something, and yeah, I that, fell in love with that car. That was a good-looking car. The, that, that was like the hatchback version, not the notchback version. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. had they had another like sister car, and they would drift all at the same time. Um, and so mm-hmm. like I got into this like drift culture for a little while, uh, you know, before I ever really could drive. So we used to like, kind of try and drift the golf carts and stuff. <laughs> As you so, should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, so got into drifting for a little bit. Never really like drifted, drifted, but always thought it was cool. Yeah, uh, and the I'm, car control still that some of those guys had was really. awesome. I would like to do it eventually. But. So my uncle always had this awesome idea. He said, what if you could, you know, for tires, you know, they make colored tires, yeah, uh, yeah. which are, are cool, but what if you could actually change the color of the rubber they laid down so that you could see where somebody had been? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, the blue tires lay down blue streaks and the red yeah. tires lay down red streaks. And you can kind of see, like, where they've been. It'd be kind of cool. And they made so, those for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, but not, they, well, they made the colored tires, but I don't, and they made the smoke different colors, but the rubber that they laid down is always black. I think it's oh, just the it? way the rubber works. Oh, that's kind of a bummer. I, I so, do you remember those, those BF Goodrich tires back in the day that had, like, a yellow stripe around the center or, like, yeah, a I red had a stripe? Yeah, I had a set oh, of really? red scorchers. <laughs> 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 yeah, and I, I never did, I never, I only had 80 horsepower. I couldn't really do a real burnout. <laughs> but, yeah, I had, <laughs> on, my fir- on my first white Civic, I had a set of red scorchers and, they were 16 inch rims i think but it uh, and on an ef 16s look like 20s <laughs> yeah yeah so, like I, I always i always wanted like a fun like sport compact car growing up yeah but uh, i think my dad knew and probably i knew in the back of my head that if i had one like i'd probably end up like getting killed or not have a license anymore or, mm-hmm. or something fast so, and furious uh, influenced me kind of in a bad way yeah. and then we started <laughs> we started going to uh and not you know not like you know terribly illegal but we started like spectating track events and stuff and i yeah. thought well my car handles pretty good i got lowering springs on it and 150,000 mile shocks and uh so I, this thing probably turns really well uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I almost killed my college roommate and i we slid into a tree because oh. uh i discovered what lift throttle oversteer was <laughs> and on on the hard whatever tires i had uh it was sort of snowy and uh, the, the pavement was dry, but we and we had this cool like S curve road on campus at college, uh, but it had it had a speed bump in it, and you'd mm-hmm. have to you'd have to hit the speed bump straight, and the car would jump, and then right after it was a right hander, um, so I I hit the speed bump pretty fast. We were going out to the parking lot where he had his car. I was just bringing him out there. Um, hit the speed bump pretty fast. It was kind of a right-hander, and uh, afterwards, and the car was still a little bit crossed up. I stayed in it, and then I let off, and the car, you know, just started wagging the tail, and we looped it around and spun hard into a tree, um, <laughs> and like totally tacoed the car. It was it was oh, a white man. a white EF. It was my it was my worst accident ever, probably. Yeah, it was the worst man. one I ever had. Um, but they hit the tree on his side and broke his collarbone and like crazy whiplash. And, and we were like 19. So you'd think, oh, these kids are going to be fine. You know, yeah. we went to the emergency room and he had so much swelling. They, they said, oh, you're fine. But he, his shoulder hurt him for months. But, and, and later on, wow. it turned out it was broken collarbone. Um, but <laughs> the next, the next day we both had, uh, our, our beds were up high and we had like our desks below them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we both could, we literally couldn't get out of bed. We were so <laughs> sore. Uh, I'm surprised neither one of us broke our neck. It was such a hard hit. Man. But, um, yeah, like we had a, a race to get out of our beds and like, <laughs> we, we were like hollering out the hall like, cause we needed help. <laughs> we, we literally could not get out of bed. It, was, it hurt so bad, but, uh, See, it I was, think the, the, that was a rough the, one. The first thing I racked, I flipped a golf cart with some friends on it. Um, obviously being, you know, where I lived, uh, I just 
took a corner a little too fast and it flipped. <laughs> That's probably pretty dangerous. Yeah, especially with like two of your buddies standing up on the back of it. Oh, no. Because, uh, yeah, like ours, it. most of the ones in town, they have the back seat, you know, and the back yeah. like little like hanging area to where you can stand. Yep. So we figured out if you went in reverse down a hill, not in my golf cart, because mine had like traction control or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you go like down a hill in reverse and your buddies are standing on the back and you like throw it into forward, you can like pop a wheelie oh, of course. going up the hill. Yeah. That'd be just, really like, good drag for the car, too. Yeah, and just electric motors. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> so, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Did, uh, did they roll it uh, literally end to end like that? No, like I just tipped mine over. Oh, you tipped your I thought you I thought you meant somebody rolled one uh, like back, <laughs> like rolling backwards. <laughs> like, like barrel, like barrel roll. <laughs> yeah, like end over end, front to back, back to front. No, yeah. but I mean, mine was like 20 miles an hour. That's pretty good. Yeah, and so that that's hurt. how Austin learned how to work an airbrush um, uh-huh. and kept that hidden for a good couple months, actually. Oh, you little sneak. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. We're, you know someday we're going to be both be cursed with kids just like this that are wrecking I know. cars. That's why, and, like, yeah. that's why Jessica and I are thinking about not having kids. Because, yeah, then you never have to worry know, about it. Yeah, for me, I don't know. I, I would be very cursed. Yeah. yeah Blessed be- slash cursed. Uh, I, I think I I think I need to just keep playing with crappy cars because when Emma gets older, I don't I don't need bicycles being slammed into my race car and like me sad about it. Like I would kind of giggle now. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I'm a little worried about that kind of stuff. Well, there you go. There's a new invention like stick on pads for your race car to protect against kids and other cars on track. You or like a car a padded car cover, you know, for the garage, yeah. uh, and the. Or you know you know like that foam material that they used to make like spoilers out of for cars. Yeah, the the heavy urethane foam, yeah, from the eighties. Yeah, just yeah, to, you could just like make panels a, for the car out of that. A car cover with the windows cut out, and it's like shoulder pads for a hockey player, <laughs> all the go. way around the car. There you go. There you go. Man, we're gonna be millionaires from this stupid show. Tell you yeah, what. and then when you're you know when if your kids get upset and go and like punch your car, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it breaks their wrist. Yeah, <laughs> suckers. Yeah, the uh, I, I I we screwed around with the Impala a lot, like me and my me and my little brother, because um, mm-hmm. because we'd get it out to wash it, you know. Yeah. And and Dad always told us when you wash a car, you should take it up and down the street to get the water out of it, you know. <laughs> and that meant, you know, he always told us to warm it up, make sure you you know before you drive anywhere, you with this car especially, you warm it up, blah blah blah. And warm it up meant uh, you know you let it idle for a while and then you back it out of the driveway. And then you see how good of a burnout it can do down in front of the neighbor's house. <laughs> so, um, and that was the first car that I got crossed up on. Uh, there's there's kind of a little S-curve road like a block away. Um, and I remember thinking that was the greatest, most glorious thing ever because I did probably the lamest little power slide ever. Oh, yeah? Um, and I, it, <laughs> 15 years old, it was – yeah, the uh, – I was I was really not a very good caretaker of Dad's car, but um, yeah, screwing around with Dad's cars and trying to uh, trying to make sure that uh, you wipe the wheel wells up if you if you did a burnout and stuff. Yeah, uh, naughty little boys we were. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what kind of car did you learn to drive stick in? Uh, I learned how to drive stick. Uh, my uncle actually bought when I was like twelve or thirteen. Um, he lived up close to Deals Gap. And I learned to drive in a 1984 Renault Alliance Cup car. Really? So, yeah. So a fully caged race car uh, <laughs> from the Renault Alliance Cup that SCCA yeah. ran back in like the 80s. That rules. That's a really, yeah. that's a cooler one than I so, have a story about. So like 13, 13 inch Momos, like full like steel bucket seat. Yeah. Uh, and I, it even had a, uh, a cutout on it just with like a little cap that uh-huh. a carabiner like kept it on. And yeah. so you would just like pulled the cap off. It was real cool. I think my uncle paid like $900 for the thing. Cool car. But he bought it from a guy that was like super meticulous about it. So he had like every single record for the car. Yeah. The car had been waxed like 34 times. He took the decals off and like the wax was built up probably like two sheets of paper thick <laughs> all the way around. The I guess decal. the guy, the guy lived on a golf course. And so when he'd finished working on it in his notes, he'd be like, Oh, went down the fairway and tested this or like, yeah. <laughs> you know, a bunch of crazy stuff. So that was, that was actually a really cool car. <laughs> what a weird little car to learn stick in. But 
Yeah, but kind of like grew up grew up around the mountains, so I learned how to drive that. The first car that I ever drove on the street was my uncle had a 1967 like Volkswagen Transporter. So like yeah. the Volkswagen bus, but the extended cab with a, like a truck bed on it. Oh, cool. You know, like a big pickup kind of thing. Yeah. So drove that on the street. And then the first like long voyage that I had, he owned a gas station. And yeah. from the gas station to his house was maybe like, I don't know, like eight miles down this like curvy road yeah. in the mountains kind of, or in the foothills in the mountains. And it was like 2001 and they had bought a 2001 Prius. <laughs> that my cousin Hayden actually had until just like this past summer. Yeah. 2001 Prius, like little 13 inch tires and drove that thing from the, the gas station, followed him, you know, in his car down to, down to his house. And, you know, this first time on the road at like 13. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good drive for when you're that young, man. Yeah. Yeah. The- so and then a couple years later, like the first time I ever got into like any performance driving situation, um, my dad and uncle and grandfather owned a store at Deals Gap, which mm-hmm. I don't know if I've talked about this on the on the on the show before. I don't think you have. That was one of the things um, I wanted to get into. If if you have, you casually mentioned it. Yeah. So they actually they owned a store at Deals Gap, and the summer that it opened, I went up there and lived with my uncle in the summer next door to the store. Yeah. Um, so Deals Gap is also Tail the Dragon, three hundred eighteen curves and eleven miles. Um, so I went up there, and he had bought this like old 1984 Volkswagen GTI. Oh, fun, man. So yeah, That's so I close <laughs> up the store. I'd close up the store at like, I think like nine o'clock every night, get the paperwork done by 10 and then yeah. just go drive all night back and forth on that road until man, like two, great. three, four in the morning. So, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I snapped the seat rail on that thing one night. Yeah. Like I was going around a corner and all of a sudden it just like hear this like snap and then I like go backwards and then I hit the brakes and like come forward. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so I had like snapped the seat. Um, I broke the header. I snapped the header one night going yeah. through like an off camber section. Um, so that was interesting driving home with a, a straight pipe. So we was put a like log a- underneath the seat one night and then like kind of like pretty much use a ratchet strap to hold it down. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the fix for that. Uh, we used a C-clamp on the exhaust that kept coming off. Uh-huh. So on super bald, like, like a Zini, like 215s or something. This was in like 2007. Yeah. So, so and that, then was an, that was an old shortly, car at the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was 2000. That was 2008, actually. Okay. So, and I, I'd driven Jeeps and stuff up until then. Do you know My what, roommate what had a Miata. was in that? Was that a 1.7 or 1.8? I think it was a. I don't remember to be honest. A, now that I think about it, I think those were lame little eight valves. So it was. I mean, it was a pretty cool little car. No power really steering. Light. Yeah, they were really um, light cars. Yeah, and it was three wheel around like every corner up there was great. Yeah, solid. And this one, axle. this one like had conies on it and some Momo wheels. Um, it was cool. set up like an autocross car. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty pretty decent little car. Yeah, that's not a bad so, way to kill a summer for a for a teenager. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, and then like I rode motorcycles and stuff up there too. Fell in love with super motards and met a bunch um, of the locals and still go up there and hang out with the locals and run at night. And how many times do you think you ran that and, road? Ooh, I don't even know, man. At one point, I was going up there so much that I literally almost had the thing memorized. Yeah. So, and that's when just like a track, when you know where you're going, that's when you get pretty quick. Yeah. So, yeah, um, cool, it was a lot of fun. I don't necessarily condone that sort of behavior. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty dangerous. People die up there all the time. Yeah. And it's mostly like people that come from where the roads are all straight yeah. and they don't really know how to drive a corner. Yeah. A lot of um, motorcycles but for me, crossing lines. And, yeah. Yeah. But for me, you know, the, uh, when we did the first show, like one of the first questions you asked me was how did you get so much faster than everybody else? <laughs> uh, and it's not that I, I got so much faster. It's just that I've been driving up there for a while. Yeah, you, you um, have the, the basics of car control down more. Yeah, yeah, and then the the stakes are really high there. So yeah. I figured if you can drive really fast there and not worry about it too much, uh, <laughs> when you go to a track and there's really not a whole lot to hit, and yeah. know that like there are emergency crews around, you're not like an hour away from the closest emergency crew. If people, uh, find you can kind of <laughs> you can take you can take more chances. Yeah, yeah. So that's why, you know, a couple of weeks back when we were doing one of the podcasts from, uh, was it ITR Expo? Yeah. And one of the guys was talking about, you know, driving fast at Deals Gap. I just kind of, in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, we don't really know what driving fast at Deals Gap is really like. 
<laughs> you couldn't tell I've, them right uh, there, though. There's there's a place yeah. there called Local Straight that uh, I can tell you in an S2000, six digits is easily, or not six digits. Yeah, six digits, man. Now, three digits is uh, <laughs> easily obtainable. You, you went 10,000 plus miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, it was great, man. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the S2000 uh, made a lot of trips over there when you had it? Yeah. So yep. the S2000, I used to drive up probably at least once a month. And I had oh, wow. like rally lights on it and everything so that we could run at night. Yeah. Um, That's why you had those rally lights on there? Yeah. And at the time I was working uh, like 35 miles away uh-huh. as a server. And I'd, I'd close up at like midnight. And so it was all like back roads. And oh, yeah. two of the lights on out of the four were HIDs. Okay. And literally you could see probably a good half mile three quarters of a mile <laughs> down the road if it was straight you have any pictures of that setup on the s2000 yeah yeah, yeah you should, got, you should uh, throw some of those up uh on the on the website that thing looked really cool. it was like a rally car lighting setup yeah you know? yeah it was it was the first iteration and yeah, then i switched was, to some non non hid stuff later on that was a lot cheaper yeah but the the light bar actually i bought it from my buddy uh tyler weaver that worked at hella okay so hella hello lighting so he actually had that like custom made and everything at Hella, yeah. Um, and then had the nice Hella lights and everything on it. So it was yeah, uh, like a one-off a, piece. I've still I've still got it. I sold the car, but setup. I kept the light bar. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely so, not a cheap setup. I might have to borrow no. that for a nighttime endurance race. Yeah. <laughs> so or we could like I know how to work fiberglass and stuff now. We can make like custom custom pods and Yeah, you have played with some fiberglass, haven't you? Yeah, fiberglass, body filler, bunch of stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about um I I, I kind of get wishy washy now with with how competitive I want to get with the road racing stuff, you know? because um, I had a lot of fun with NASA and I really can't run both sanctioning bodies and like do well in either one. So I kinda wanna you just, just need two cars. What? No, I mean like time-wise. <laughs> um, I can't do. Uh, I mean, I can barely do one of them half, halfway decent. We now, do the NASA NASA Enduro series. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Is I kind of want to do fun, just fun stuff, and in a long I'll come, Enduro. I'll come drive fun. with you. I got to go get my comp license, but yeah, yeah, we should probably do something like that. Yeah. But the uh, yeah, the light pod would be would be a good addition for the evening races. We did one evening race in the lemons car, and it was we had one headlight on it, and it was so <laughs> inadequate. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we had now, the factory headlights, and then we had one little pod pod light in the middle of it. Now but, those like those truck light bars are so cheap now. Yeah, the big put LED off ones. So much light. Yeah. Yep. You just buy one of those. Yeah, that would be the the easy button setup. Put a couple of those on there. One real low, one you know, in the front. Um, I was talking to Mike Taylor, and he was talking about maybe running his car the 25 hour next year. Yeah, he's been he's been texting me and messaging me about that too. So yeah, that might be a fun one to do. That, yeah. That's kind of a bucket list item for I think all of us too. So. Well, I told him if I don't have a lot going on, like I'll drive the rig out, and I don't mind. Yeah, I think time is kind of the yeah stuff like that is the the stuff that would kind of inhibit him from doing it. So that might yeah. kind of be the thing that makes it happen. So. Yeah, I mean that'd be really easy for me to do. Like, I love doing that kind of stuff. So yeah, he's got a nice truck too. He's got a cool. He's got a and he's got a trailer with, uh, um, with like a little camper in the front of it. It's a twenty four. Oh really? It's like a twenty eight foot box trailer, and it's got like oh, a nice. small little RV set up in the front, so you wouldn't even need yeah. a hotel room. See, yeah, and I could I could stop along the way and like step into my office. When 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 we ran the VIR thirteen, I accidentally knocked over a whole cup of coffee in there, and I never told him. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that, Mike. But, Oops. Uh, yeah, it's it's a cool trailer. Um, yeah, yeah, that would that would part part of me really you know I got into this whole racing thing because it's fun, and if if you get too for me if I get too deep into it um i'm still gonna be mid-pack because i don't have the budget to run up front um yeah so maybe, maybe i should just run you know run around do some nasa crap with brad and do some well, see, like, stuff with tom and lee and yeah yeah i don't know i, I still don't along know the lines of shit. like budget like my thing was i was so competitive that yeah. uh, even if i didn't have the budget i would make the budget yeah so yeah, it's like selling things or yeah you know, like for instance when i got back from nationals in 2012 like going for broke uh, literally I had $200 in my, my checking account. That's it. Yeah. You, you, you spent all the monies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll happen. And I, yeah. and I lost. Yeah. You lost, you, you basically, you had a better lap going on predictive. You said, and I then you went threw off it away. I threw it away. What turn that was at mid Ohio. What turn did you toss it away at? 
up up over madness. Oh, that's an easy one to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you push so too hard over madness. It's not good. Yeah. So like I, I had a one, what was it? Did a one thirty six nine. Yeah. Uh with a miss shift on the back straight. So you know, I nailed the shift and then coming back, you know, the next lap and I had a 136.4 going and that would, okay. would have been good enough for first place. Yeah. So, but I just, I don't know. I was too, too naive. Yeah. You know, at that point I'd been tracking for a year and a half. Yeah. You were pretty new into that. Yeah. So I just didn't know a lot, which kind of leads like I, at that point I realized I needed to focus more on like the mental game, mm-hmm. um, which actually I just took, uh, yeah, this episode's coming out Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Ross Bentley has a new e-course that um, that he just released oh, yeah, uh, yeah. called Inner Speed Secrets 201 that I, I actually audited. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, just to make sure, like, everything was spelled right and everything for him. Yep. But it's uh, it's really good, like, really, really good stuff. Yeah, he was uh, – I've been emailing back and forth with him, and uh, he was just telling me that it, that's about to be released. So And, and he yeah. actually mentioned – he said, if you want to talk about it, feel free. Ain't wink, wink. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So it was, uh, Ross has more stuff coming out. Yeah. So and uh, stick around at the end of this episode. We'll have a uh, another speed secrets driving tip from Ross. Like we'll oh, have yeah, every episode from here moving forward. We forgot to take a break. Yeah, we're about an hour in this thing too. Yeah, so. which it feels like we've been sitting here talking for like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Well, uh, that's good. That's the reason that people listen to this because I guess we know how to talk a little. So um, <laughs> they make my day go so much faster. Yeah. Is that, a, is that a pun? I, don't, I can't even tell. <laughs> no. Uh, I guess it could be. Faster, yeah. <laughs> um, Slip angle yeah. makes your day go faster. When, when I listened to the, you know, obviously I listened to the episodes with you and Ross, and it was uh, the first one, you guys got into a little punny pun time, and and it made my, it like made, it made me start to sweat. I was like, oh, this is the worst puns I've ever heard. <laughs> But, I tried uh, to keep it. I tried to keep it at a minimal because yeah, you know if you if you spend any time with Ross, he actually he has a a great personality and like has puns and is a really really interesting guy. Yeah, he seems like it. But you know he comes off having a, a much different persona, kind of a little bit. Like I didn't expect it from him as much before I, I met him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of like uh, when I met like Lawson and, and JC from AEM. Like yeah. going to lunch with them afterwards was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Good. Time, like. Huh? Yeah, I don't know if, if Mikey told you about it or anything, but Mikey yeah, from Pro Function was there. And oh yeah. my God, it was like I did not expect it at all. Yeah, he said that was a pretty good time. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like everybody that, you know, is in this industry and has been around it for a long time does it because they love it. And they're just super great people uh, yeah. and big, big personalities, which is great. Yeah, it's been fun to get to know a lot of people. I had a good time talking to Lawson at PRI too. So, yeah. Yeah. So and I, I guess we'll, we can go ahead and announce it now too. We're uh, we'll be at the Great Lakes Racing Expo. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, at Full Throttle Karting in Cincinnati, February twentieth. Yep. So anybody in the the area come by. I think we're going to bring the PA. Yeah, and, we're actually you know, going to do, do some live, live shows. shows. They, yeah. They, they so. requested that we do that. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know either. I guess but, it's just the they didn't want the sound of carts. I don't, yeah, I guess I don't so. know. It could be so. cool. If there's a lot of cart noise in the back, that might actually be kind of cool episodes. So Yeah. Yeah, we're going to so have a booth we'll, uh, there, and we'll be talking there. So We'll see how it goes. I mean, again, uh, you know, when we started Slip Angle, we didn't really have a format, and here we are, 48 episodes in. We still don't have a format. Yeah, I don't think we should either. <laughs> no, that that would that would take all the fun out of it. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, well, you want to wrap this one up because we're here. You know, we're a little over an hour here. So yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. If you uh, like the show, share it with a friend. You can find us at facebook.com slash slip angle show. Nope. Uh, you nope. can also go slip to angle by track tuned. Oh yeah. Well, no, the, the URL. The URL. Uh, yeah. So I'm it? taking them direct to the URL. Oh, uh, facebook.com slash slip angle show still. Yep, Slip Angle Show still. Uh, you can oh, also okay. search for Track Tuned, no space, uh, and you can go to tracktuned.com. Yep. Yeah, uh, and as always, doing the, doing the articles. Yeah. And you can uh, leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. So. Yeah, it really, really helps if you guys do that too. So. Yep. And like I said, stick around uh, to the end, and you guys can hear this week's Speed Secret from Ross Bentley. Awesome. Good talking to you, buddy. Yep. You too. So, as I mentioned during the show, Ross just released his Inner Speed Secrets 201 e-course, so there's a lot of great information in it. 
Uh, and kind of going through the tips that we recorded, um, here's one from him on focus that actually uh, has a lot to do with that inner speed secrets course. So of all the sort of the mental game um, training that I do, and I you know have this whole inner speed secrets program that's around the mental game of, of driving, and pro- probably the the biggest challenge that most drivers relate to me is maintaining focus. You know, they lose their concentration when they're driving, and you know whether it's a, a you know even a short session or something that's a longer session where somebody's out in let's say a you know a chump car or world racing league race or something like that and they're doing longer stints um, maintaining focus is, is I mean it's a difficult thing to do and uh, but here, here's the thing I don't believe that anybody is necessarily any better at maintaining their focus I just believe there are some that are way better at regaining their focus and I think that's the key so there are a couple of things that you can do and you know specifically what I recommend that you do is you build what I call a pre-planned thought. So rather than getting out there and going, okay, I'm driving through turn three and I'm thinking about the mistake I made in turn one, I don't want to think about that anymore, so I need to think about this. If you just have a pre-planned thought that you kind of go, boom, that's it. And it could be as eyes up, look ahead, or it could be smooth hands, or something like that that brings you back into the act of, of driving that's going to help you regain your your focus much quicker. So every single time that you recognize that you've lost your focus, you just go eyes up, look ahead, boom, eyes up, look ahead, boom, eyes up, look ahead, you got your focus back. So again, it's not a matter of maintaining your focus, it's a matter of how quickly you can regain it. And having that pre-planned thought, something that you don't have to go, okay, what should I think about now rather than not think about what happened back there. So. You, as you know, at speed, you don't have enough time to do that. So if you've got to have that pre-planned. You've got to have it with you, and you just go automatically, eyes up, look ahead, eyes up, look ahead, eyes up, look ahead, or smooth hands, or brake release, or something like that that brings you back into the, into the act of driving in the moment. So think about that. Have your pre-planned thought to help you regain your focus much more quickly. So there's today's speed secret from Ross Bentley. For more on Ross and Speed Secrets and his Inner Speed Secrets 201 course, you can visit speedsecrets.com. We'll see you guys on Friday.